And so if there's something going on with our breath, immediately it gets the, the attention of your brain saying, okay, what's going on? We, we need to do whatever we have to do to survive right now. Um, so that's why when we're out of breath or we're having a hard time, that's when it catches our attention. But if we choose to, to be intentional about how we're breathing and spend some time just focusing on our breath, it is such an incredible tool to help direct how our nervous system is responding, direct our stress response. Um, and we have it with us at any moment in the day, whether we choose to do that in the morning or at nighttime to help with sleep, or just at any moment throughout the day where we are feeling overwhelmed or something is, is happening around us. And we just need a second to calm down to choose. How am I going to respond to this instead of just kind of losing it, you know? So um, it is, it is kind of my, it is my go-to, it is my anchor. Um, and what I work with a lot with my clients in helping to manage stress and anxiety and recognize what those are, and then learn to self-regulate. Um, it is a, a drastically overlooked tool that we have. It's one of the most powerful kind of, I don't like the, I don't like the term neurohack, but it's, but it's out there so much. Um, it is one of the, the most powerful neurohacks that we have in helping to change our state of being. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturay, creator of metabolically supportive food supplements and skincare. So today I'm joined by Jess from Brain Body Resilience to talk about the power of breathwork. Now, I was initially introduced to um, breathwork by my friend Libby Wescombe. Um, if you don't follow her already, highly recommend you do. She's awesome, very strong too, very knowledgeable um, and yeah, she introduced me to, to, to breath work and I started to do some while I was, um, walking, but I just found it, you know, really like, I just loved it. It was very relaxing and calming. I have a bit of a manic brain and that led me to connecting, um, with Jess. And if you followed me for a while, you know, you know, and I won't recap the whole bloody story because people are probably sick of hearing about it. But, you know, last year I was in a pretty dark place with the old trying for a baby and I just, really had super high anxiety and I wasn't sleeping um, and my cycle went all haywire. And this was something that really, um, I think it really helped me, you know, and I ended up doing it at night. So, um, you know, four breaths in, hold eight breaths out for five minutes. And then occasionally I'll do it during the day, but mostly at night before I went to bed. And it really, and I've just made that a practice now, it's something that I do every single day and I really help it find me find I really find that it helps calm my um <laughs> my manic brain because I have a pretty powerful brain it's it's obsessive um which is good in some ways it has helped me achieve a lot but then you know when it came to having trying for a baby it was uh really worked against me I think um because I just couldn't surrender and I just kept trying and like the more I tried to control things the worse it got but anyway I really I really love the breath work and I I wanted to get Jess on the show to talk more about it and how it can help you with stress and anxiety. So in this episode, we cover, you know, what 
what is breath work, you know, how it works, how it can help you manage stress and anxiety, mouth breathing versus nose breathing, how much time um, you need to commit to it each day and when's the best time to use this technique and some different techniques you can use. So um, I really hope you love this episode as much as I did and maybe this is something that you can um, add to your arsenal. I've just found it, you know, so very beneficial and continue to, uh, to do it every night. So let's get in to the podcast. Oh, hey, Jess. Welcome uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to, to have you on. Jess and I connected, oh, it might have been like two months ago. Um, and how we connected was that my friend Libby Wescombe uh, actually introduced me to Breathwork. If you don't follow her, she's awesome. Follow her too. But um, I said to her that I would try one of her recovery programs. So it's got like this zone two cardio sessions, but I just really fucking hate cardio. So I did give it a good go for about six weeks and I just messaged her and I said, look, to be honest, I said, I'm just not really enjoying the cardio. And I already think that my recovery is good. Like I do a lot of steps and get a lot of sunshine and I seem to recover well from my training. And she said, oh, look, you probably just don't need it. She's like, there's no point doing something like we talked about just for the sake of doing it. It just felt like I'm adding another thing into my bloody day that I've got to do. But I really, she introduced me to the breath work. So she got me doing this like, um, like four seconds in, hold then four seconds out, hold, like for four seconds. And I was supposed to do it while I was walking, but I just only did it a bit while I was walking. I ended up just doing it at night. Not a very good student, but I really liked it. And then I didn't even know how I found you. It was just so random. And because it it must have just, like at that time, I must have been just looking for it. And so we connected and we did a call and did a session. And then I started doing the breath work at night. So um you know, breathing in for four seconds, this was like a small hold and then out for eight seconds for five minutes. And Jess suggested do it morning and night. Um, but I ended up just doing it at night. And if anyone who's followed me for a while will know the whole story around the, you know, trying to fall pregnant, just feeling so anxious and, and I'm in such a much better place now and I'm sleeping through the night again and feeling happy, but the breath work I just really enjoyed and, you know, like, um, I just find it such a relaxing practice before I go to sleep. It sort of helps to calm my, I have a little bit of a manic brain, Um, (laughs) but it really just relaxes me. And now it's just part of my routine. So, you know, we brush our teeth and have a shower and go to bed. And sometimes Craig will like come in and he can see me. I'm laying there. People can't obviously see what I'm doing, but, you know, and he'll start to, he's like, oh, sorry, you're doing your breath work. I won't interrupt you, you know. So and he gives me a kiss and then, yeah, but I've just, I really, really enjoy it. And I'm just going to continue to do it um, as part of my bedtime routine. So I wanted to get Jess on because uh, she's a, I guess she'd call you a breath work practitioner. I don't know. What, what do you even call yourself? Is that what you are? <laughs> I don't know. Is, yeah, Not really. Yeah. That's, that's part of it. I guess I, I call myself a stress resilience coach, but yeah. um, working with the breath is such a huge part of it that, mm. that that also fits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, good. So I didn't totally like butcher that, but I really feel like it's just such a great um, addition to the whole, you know, pro-metabolic, I guess. I don't know. There's just, because obviously there's, we teach women a lot about, you know, um, stress and managing stress and you know lowering stress by eating you know more food and more nutrient dense food and doing the right sort of training but then you know like I have talked about on previous podcasts the emotional stress that I suffered from you know the whole pressure of 
I was putting on myself to try and fall pregnant, even though I was doing everything right with the nutrition and, and the training. So I think this is such a big part of it. And I think it's just such a nice little piece that fits in. And it's such a simple thing that just doesn't take that long to do. And if you really get consistent with it, like I've really noticed it's um, really helped me relax at night. It's it's really awesome. And, and I was just saying to Jess, it is a tool that I think I could obviously use again during the day if I felt was feeling anxious or overwhelmed, which I don't really get that much. But yeah, I just, I think so many women could really benefit um, from it. So I guess, um, Jess, how do you want to start? Like, just talk about like, what is breathwork? How does yeah, it work? I think, yeah, I think that's a good place to start yeah. because I think that the idea of breath work, it can be confusing because we all breathe all day long. <laughs> and mm. so the idea of like, okay, well, I'm already breathing and I still feel stressed out. I still feel overwhelmed. So maybe I'm not doing it right. I think also there is, there's so many different types of breath work. There, there are a lot of different techniques and there. Are, I've seen a lot of breath work that's kind of filled with, um, affirmations and it's for relaxing. And that's really great. We need to relax sometimes as well, but, um, there is a difference between relaxation and self-regulation and kind of building this, this nervous system hygiene practice and that consistency you're talking about. And so, you know, the latter is how we engage with our stress response and how we train our nervous system response so that we are not constantly overwhelmed, constantly in survival mode. And we can start to change those patterns in, in our mood and our behavior and, and our nervous system function, which also, um, then ties into, to how we are able to metabolize things, how our, how our metabolism is, is working. Um, and a lot of that has to do with how we're breathing. Um, so we do it, you know, we all, we don't have to think about it because our, our autonomic nervous system takes care of it. So that's just our automatic function. We will breathe, whether we pay attention to it or we don't. And a lot of the time, I think the only way that we pay attention to our, our breath is when we can't breathe, when we're out of breath, when we're struggling and we think, Oh my God, there's something wrong because then your, your brain says, okay, what's going on? Because your brain's number one job is survival and your breath is wrapped up in your lungs, your heart, and your brain. And it manages those three organs, which are our life force. And so if there's something going on with our breath, immediately it gets the, the attention of your brain saying, okay, what's going on? We, we need to do whatever we have to do to survive right now. Um, so that's why when we're out of breath or we're having a hard time, that's when it catches our attention. But if we choose to, to be intentional about how we're breathing and spend some time just focusing on our breath, it is such an incredible tool to help d direct how our nervous system is responding, direct our stress response. Um, and we have it with us at any moment in the day, whether we choose to do that in the morning or at nighttime to help with sleep, or just at any moment throughout the day where we are feeling overwhelmed or something is, is happening around us. And we just need a second to calm down to choose. How am I going to respond to this instead of just kind of losing it, you know? So, um, it is, it is kind of my, it is my go-to, it is my anchor. Um, and what I work with a lot with my clients 
and helping to manage stress and anxiety and recognize what those are and then learn to self-regulate. Um, it is a, a drastically overlooked tool that we have. It's one of the most powerful kind of, I don't like the, I don't like the term neurohack, but it's, but it's out there so much. Um, it is one of the, the most powerful neurohacks that we have in helping to change our state of being. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I want everyone to know that it is useful and we can choose to engage with our breath and how we are breathing and how we are taking that oxygen into our body is what affects how we function, how, you know, our mood and our, our athletic ability, our metabolism, our brain function, so many things about our health. So can you talk a bit about a more, cause it was interesting, like when we did the session and, you know, we did all the breathing, you're like, take your pulse. And did you notice this? And it was actually quite fascinating. So can you talk about how it actually works? Yeah. So, so I guess the first kind of the, the most tangible thing I think to, to start with is when we think about our inhale, it's connected directly to our sympathetic side of our nervous system. That's kind of the fight or flight side that we hear all about. Um, and it's that kind of elevated, it gets your heart rate up. So then the opposite, the, the balancing side to that is our exhale, which is connected to the parasympathetic side of our nervous system. And those two sides of the, the nervous system are meant to balance them, balance themselves out and keep us, keep our state of being in a balance um, to go back and forth. And a lot of the time we have such an elevated state of our sympathetic system because we are either mouth breathing a lot of the time, um, without realizing it, or we are just breathing really shallow into our chest and we're not taking the time to slow our breath. And just by slowing our breath, there are less inhales. There are less hits to that, to that sympathetic side of our nervous system. And, um, and yeah, what we went, went over was just, if you just kind of find your pulse and just breathe and notice how, how that changes as you breathe in and as you breathe out, and if you're breathing quickly or you're slowing it down, you will feel your heart rate, uh, adapt and adjust with your breath. Mm-hmm. Um, so then like you were talking about the breathing in for four seconds and breathing eight, out for eight seconds. That one is so useful for, um, calming before bedtime, like you said, because we are breathing in and then we are elongating that exhale. We're paying more attention to the exhale. And so we're engaging with our parasympathetic side and it's kind of like flipping that switch to turn that rest, digest, calm side of our nervous system on. And then with that, the further that we, we breathe into deep into our body. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes I I see a lot is when you think about taking a deep breath, a lot of the time we think big breath, we take a, like a, you know, a lot of air in, and that's not, that's not really useful for, for navigating our, how our physiology works. Um, and what it needs to be with that deep breath is breathing deeper into your body, using more of that diaphragm, because with that, we are expanding the diaphragm, which is, which then kind of massages those internal organs 
and specifically uh, engages with the, the vagus nerve, which is this nerve that goes from, you know, it kind of goes into in your face, the bottom of your neck, and then all the way through all of your vital organs. And its main job, it's kind of like this information superhighway, sending information to your brain and to your body. And most of the information is going from your internal organs into your brains to uh, about our state of being. How are we feeling? What response is needed? And so when we breathe with our, you know, deep into our diaphragm and expand that and give it, give our, our nerve that kind of little massage with that, then it's helping to flip that switch into the parasympathetic side of our nervous system, helping to send signals that we're okay. We can, we're, we're safe. We're calm. We can relax. We can repair. We can turn on digestion. Um, and so that's a little bit about how our breath works. There's a whole, it's incredible when I started learning more and really just started kind of geeking out about, about how our breath, uh, what it actually does for us. Um, also I mentioned, I, I mentioned mouth breathing and, and with, if we are breathing through our mouth, we are not preparing the air properly to be used in our system. Just like we have to chew our food before we can swallow it. Our note breathing through our nose prepares the air. It warms it. It, it goes through our nasal pass passages. It kind of parses out the different, uh, different chemicals and spurs chemical reactions, and it makes the air useful once it gets to our, gets to our lungs. And the benefits that this has is just, it's so incredible. It touches every piece of our health. And again, we don't, we hardly ever think about it because we don't have to. Yeah. It's crazy. Hey, like you're right because you just obviously automatically breathe and that the mouth breathing something that craig and i've done for quite a while is tape our mouth shut at night mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah just, it's amazing how much better you, like now i just can't sleep without doing it yeah yeah that's, i do that as well yeah it it's, makes such a difference hey it does well and that's something that we don't notice a lot of the time i mean if we're especially if we don't cohabitate if we don't have somebody sleeping next to us saying hey you're you're breathing with your mouth wide open. We might not even notice, but if you have a real, if your throat is really dry or your mouth is really dry in the morning time, that's a good sign that you are opening mm -hmm. your mouth when you're breathing. Um, and building that pattern and what we do automatically when we're sleeping informs what we do when we're awake and vice versa. And so if we are taping our mouth shut, forcing ourselves to use our nose, which is what, where we're supposed to be breathing, um, then it makes everything more efficient during the daytime as well. Mm, mm, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like, now it's like completely black room. Have, have got the, you know, the temperature, right. Earplugs <laughs> where the eye mask, put the tape over the mouth. It must look so funny if someone could see sleeping, but it really does, you know, and then do the breath work, <laughs> have the reading, you know, I've got this really like strict bedtime routine now that we follow, but it does definitely help. I think. Oh, it does. Yeah. Massively. I think having Having that, that sleep hygiene routine is very, it's, it's a piece of that nervous system hygiene routine. And it's just like brushing your teeth or, or mm. showering and all the other things. It's, if we think about like, you know, you said you, you do your breath work for five minutes before you go to sleep. And it's not about necessarily that five minutes. If you're not in an overwhelmed state, if you're not really stressed out or anxious in that moment, mm. it's about 
building the habit and the consistency so that that is training the way that your, your system is responding when you are anxious, when you are stressed out, when you do need to have a certain response. Um, like if we, if we brush our teeth once a week, what is that doing? Nothing. It's the consistency for the two minutes every day. And it's not that hard. Like I was like off, cause you said two minutes, two to five. Yeah. And so like, it's actually quite not like it just, the more you, know, you get into it, you get sort of halfway through and as you really get to the end and you really like, you know, you told me like, let your shoulders just drop, right. You really just feel so relaxed by the end of it. It's so nice. Yeah. And that's the yes. other thing, you know, I, I just want, I think we have these ideas and it comes from a lot of, a lot of messaging and a lot of different types of classes. And there's, there's a lot of stuff out there, which is great. Everything, you know, different things work for different people, but it doesn't have to be an hour long class. It doesn't have to be a half hour. If you two minutes, five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day is going to be beneficial. It is going to be helpful. And everyone has two minutes, especially when I, I'm talking to women and moms and people who are juggling businesses and work and families and just all of the things about life. We don't always have time is such a precious resource and it's full a lot of, uh, for most of us, we're going from one thing to the next thing, but there are always two minutes somewhere in the day. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you know, like, cause you suggested do it the morning and the night and then do the journaling. I was like, no, I just didn't really feel like I needed to do it in the morning. And you're like, oh, that's fine. Just do it the time that works for you and be consistent. And yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. Cause it's, I think it's awesome. And so can you talk about like, when would you do it? Like, you know, like some different situations or time, like we talk about everything, do it before you go to bed, you know, just to relax. When, when are some other times that you would do it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it depends on what effect we're trying to get. So we can do that calming breath and what technique we're using that calming breath is great before bedtime to help switch into our, our calming kind of state and get us ready for sleep. Um, in the morning time, if we wake up feeling like already stressed about the day, already feeling like our day is kind of crap and we're, we're overwhelmed, that calming breath can be great for that as well, or a balancing breath to kind of switch just back and forth between, um, and, and create a little balance in the nervous system. If we're looking for a little bit of energy in the morning, we can also do, um, kind of a a faster paced breath and, and interact with that sympathetic side and elevate our, our stress response just enough to get a little bit of those resources, that energy to take us into our day. Um, so morning and night, I think as far as, a consistent time, whichever both or whichever one works best for you. Because again, if we're not using these tools in the way that works best for us in our lives, then they're not working. So we have to shape them around what we're actually going to do. What's, you know, what is most conducive to helping us in the moment, but also because it's a tool that lives in us. We don't need anything outside of ourselves it's great for when you need to take just a moment to pause during your day, when you're stressed out, when you're, I had, I started, I recently started back in uh, research um, in in a new position and I found myself getting kind of worked up about uh, some coworkers. We can't always choose who we work with. (laughs) And so I said, you know what, I need two minutes. I went out, out onto the, in the break area and, um, and just, focused on my breath, 
just enough to calm down and be able to go back and, and choose how I wanted to interact. And so at any point when, you know, your kids are driving you crazy, you lock yourself in the bathroom for two minutes, or if you're at work and, and things aren't, you just need to hit that pause button so you can kind of gather yourself, gather your thoughts, calm down a little bit so that we're not just reacting, but we can choose how we're responding to whatever is in front of us. Um, so yeah, the, you know, morning and night for consistency, I think are great, but it's something to use in the moment also. Mm. And can you just talk, um, us through or people who are listening, um, you know, like, what do you do? So, you know, the four, like what you've basically shown me how to do. I know that's just one and there are other ones, but would you recommend that's probably a good one to start with? I think that's a good, that's a fantastic one to start with because I think the, you know, bringing ourselves down from an elevated state is one of the harder things to practice because Mm -hmm. a lot of us didn't learn that growing up. We don't, we're still learning to how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I always close my eyes because the amount of visual information that we get, we're humans are incredibly visual and there's so much information coming in. Um, and so if you just close your eyes, it takes off that whole distraction, all of the distractions that come in that way and helps you just to focus on the breath, on your internal state, and then just start to pay attention to how you are breathing without jumping into trying to manage it and fix it or, or, um, control what it is in that moment. Just what is it? Just pay attention to your breath. How does it feel as it goes into your nose, as you feel it go into your body? Where do you feel it? Just really paying attention because again, most of the time we don't have to. And so we don't. And then, um, I usually do maybe a minute that way, four or five breaths, five uh, or six, and, um, and then start to slow it down and really, manage how much air is, is coming in. We're looking for slow, deep breaths. And again, deep into the diaphragm, not big bunches of air and then start counting. Um, and again, it doesn't, it's not so much about the numbers. They're just a good guide, but if we're counting really quickly, that's not as useful. (laughs) So counting to, um, four, if if we're using the four, eight breath Mm. on your inhale, And then just pausing a moment and then exhaling for a count of eight. And that elongated exhale can be really difficult for folks uh, starting out sometimes. And so if that seems really, uh, it seems hard, then try just a four count in and a four count out and then extend by one, four count in five count out, and then just keep adding to that. Um, and then there should always be a natural pause after the exhale before we go back into another inhale. Uh, but a lot of the time we've trained ourselves to gasp for that next air. So always just kind of a pause after the inhale, a pause after the exhale and really paying attention to how it feels. And then after kind of the mechanics of that, paying attention to the thoughts that are coming into your head. We want to give ourselves the time to, to, to pause. And a lot of us just have our, our stream of consciousness, just constant thoughts coming in. And, and what about this? And what about that? And you're going to have thoughts enter your head, but it's about noticing when you are thinking and not paying attention to the breath, and then just bring your focus back to your breath. How is it feeling going into your nose? How is it feeling going into your body? 
Um, and that helps then clear the space in your head. So it's helping your psychology and then also your physiology. So it's helping your mind and body calm down, redirect and go from there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, I think, you know, like if you're listening to this, definitely try it. It's amazing. And um, Jess, so like talk about your business. So like, you have a course, right? And then you do sessions with people. Just tell people what you do or can do with them. Yeah. So I have kind of two uh, signature programs right now. One of them is um, just a resilience building. It's kind of a month long uh, process where we just get into the nitty gritty. We do a session. These are the tools you can take with you. And then I'm your support for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to take that and, and use it in your life. And then I have a six month program where it's more kind of digging deeper into uh, what are these patterns I've built um, that are causing this stress and anxiety? And how do I start to change those patterns in my thoughts, in my physiology? And we work a lot with um, different types of movements. There's uh, just a lot of release movements. I used to do more in in the way of, of kind of workouts because that, that balancing, the bringing your nervous system mm-hmm. kind of elevated and then bringing it back down um, I, I do less of that now, but, but, but there, but movement, movement is such a huge part of regulating our nervous system. So there's still is some of that. And then lots of breath work. And as much as I don't, I want, I want to find a different word to use because the word mindset has just kind of been co-opted and, and just over overused, but, um, what is taking up your mental space? And with that, I think the biggest part with all of those, all of my programs is teaching people a little bit about how our brain and body work. That's kind of the foundation of my work is understanding a little bit about the physiology, about how we work as humans so that we can stop blaming ourselves and guilting ourselves and judging ourselves for things that, is, that are just how our bodies work, how we work is how we function as humans. And so that we can understand how to navigate that and how to work with it instead mm. of against it. Mm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I hope that women get a lot out of this. And I think if you're someone, you know, who maybe is doing everything right with their training nutrition, but like you say, you've developed these patterns or behaviors and you're anxious, this can be a really great tool, I think, um, to help. Cause I, you know, obviously there's more to healing than just food and training and sun. You know, I think sometimes there's emotional work that you need to do and, you know, Absolutely. this, yeah, this was, I think, really helpful to me and I'm going to keep doing it now. It's just part of my my bedtime routine. So I'll drop all of Jess's details in the show notes. So if you wanted to explore this more, you can contact her. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. And I hope that, um, you know, I hope that people try it and, and see see how it works for them. Me too. Me too. Thanks so much, Jess. Yeah, Absolutely. Mm-hmm.